Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. On Ticketmaster.com. Odyssey Station. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand. I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. That does suck, Sean. Wrong Eagle song. Well, welcome to Saturday Suckage on Friday. Just like Sean Sears, our producer, thought it should be. I think it's a rule that every producer who comes into this show has to suck at something with the opening the way Caesar did. So, can we do a suckage roll call, Sean? You think we can get that, Sean Sears? Can we get that? Yeah, we can go ahead with that. All right, let's start with Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Grobber. It sucks, and it freebases. Mike Tomlin. Uh, sucking. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Brian Cashman. I also know that we suck right now. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man, like, do we suck? Chris Rock. No, 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 Chris Rock. Can we lose the music too? <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you got to embrace the suck. Yeah. Oh boy, do you? Eloy Jimenez. Hey, you guys, not gonna make anyway. You guys are suck. Hey, when when I got traded the next day. Oh, welcome to the suck team. Toby. Oh my God, the suck. Random Bears fan. (laughs) Mark Grody. I'll tell you what doesn't suck is that sweet Hanukkah sweater that you are wearing. (laughs) It's ugly Hanukkah sweater day. Can you even, by the way, 
can you even do this show with the wrong eagle song like i am all out of whack right now well it's like it, I, you know it's the suckage you've come to know and love as a listener and you and me as a participant as participants in the show uh so yeah why not sure yeah we'll get <laughs> eagles it is what it is what it is it's christmas eve day it's Saturday suckage on Friday. We are in uh-huh. for Molly and Haw. Text us, call us at 312-644-6767. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Mark, we have guests today. 7 o'clock, Bruce Levine. Bruce Levine will be here. Bruce Levine will be talking Cubs and Carlos Correa and why he won't be a Cub. And at 7.40, Jay Hilgenberg, he comes back to our Saturday Suckage on Friday uh, show. Uh, guests here are presented by Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. We're not on Twitch today, are we? This would be a really good sweater for Twitch, but I don't think yeah, we're well, do we're I, I will I will direct our listeners to Twitter, either to Steve Rosenblum's Twitter or to my Twitter, mm-hmm. because you can see Steve Rosenblum's live walking video with his <laughs> ugly Hanukkah sweater on. I couldn't believe you did that. That was just delightful for you to play the Mark Grody walking game. Thank you, Steve. Thank yeah, you. I felt like I was in Law and Order meets Saturday Suckage. <laughs> and, Law and Order meets Wake and Bake. And I was walking through the lobby of the Prudential Prude 2 here, and and I said, well, I, I should do this. I should try to be Mark. I want to play up to his standards. I want to meet his goal. Because you, you do. You usually do the walking video usually on the street, threatening not to make the show. Right. I like to do the dramatic walk. There's a game that I like to play since I live relatively close to the studios, about a 20-minute walk downtown. I like to play how close can I get to being right <laughs> on time for an air shift. I, my goal is to walk in, sit down, and start talking on the radio. Now, I'm not going to lie to the listeners. Today, I have decided to broadcast from home i am broadcasting from home you know why because i can and i was like you know what i don't i usually go into the studio i am almost always going to the studio these days and last night i was like why do i want to have to get up an hour early to Mm -hmm. go into the studio tomorrow on essentially a holiday and so I made a professional decision to do the show from my couch today. So let there be no mistake about it. I am home today. Steve is manning the studio, as is Sean Zier. So bravo to the both of you guys. And this is just going to be this is going to be great. I I was not able to do it from home. I feel better in the studio and looking at Sean playing playing the wrong Eagle song. I think that was terrific. And and so I don't blame you for having taking advantage of that opportunity. How does Dave the Cat feel about this early hour broadcasting? Well, uh, I, I will say this. Dave the Cat must have had some sort of cat sense, you know, that sixth sense, because Dave the Cat, for some reason at 3 o'clock this morning, 
was uh, walking on top of me in bed uh, this morning, just kind of trying to wake me up and wondering what was going on. I don't know if he <laughs> he sort of sensed my angst that my alarm was going to go off eventually, uh -huh. but he is so after you know waking me up earlier than I actually wanted to get up today. Dave is now in the closet, so I I, I think he is confused as to what is going on right now, as my neighbors might be as well. As yeah, they boss. might, they might, but that's okay. Christmas Eve day, we. Uh, we have some response on the uh, text line. The text line is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai, uh, of El uh, Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Uh, poor Sean. This is from the 708. Poor Sean has to deal with less on a nightly basis, and now we're Christmas Eve with you clowns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I I will see that text and raise you a tweet that I'm seeing right now. Uh -huh. And this tweet comes from somebody by the name of Mitch Rosen. Mm -hmm. It says, the best part of this is, that is your video, Stevie Sunshine knew how to use the video <laughs> camera on his phone. The guys are live and local on the score, and that is Mitch Rosen, our program director, a very generous uh, program director. Shout out to to Mitch Rosen for being a generous man and um, dispersing nice Christmas gifts to the to the staff. I I will trust you on that. Uh, oh, you didn't get a card. No. <laughs> the so here's the thing. I knew how to use the camera. It took me about three uh, or four takes with help from um, the security guard downstairs at the Pru too. And then I had I walked up to Sean. I said, "Okay, do I do this? If I hit this, or how do I do this? Because I wanted to post it. I, I, I am not, you know, a Grody caliber as far right. as my it, caliber is pretty high. Yeah. It is to to be able to to shoot it, talk it, start it, hold it. You know, the selfie it." And yeah. then to be able to make sure you end it and then send it and tweeter it and like that. So uh, I did. But to Mitch's point, to Spilkus's point, I did. I got a shot of the sweater. I did find the video on there. And there you go. You so, did a great job, Steve. You did. It's a service to everybody. You stepped in big for me for not wanting to brave the cold and the early today. I don't blame so. you. I know, yeah, I, I was like, you know what? I Because I, I had planned to come in, in studio today. And then I'm like, why? why? Not today. If any day I'm going to stay home and broadcast, it is today. So while I miss being with you in studio and seeing you in that, and I mean that, um, I am happy to be sitting on my couch and talking Chicago sports with you today, Steve. I know we got a lot cooking today. You say we got the Brewster on. I'm so excited. We got Jay Hilgenberg on yeah. later. And uh, I will have uh, what Mark heard. I got a whole bunch of Bears sound that I went through yesterday. I think it's the best stuff from the week so far. So we're going to jam it out until 9 o'clock today, my brother. I'm looking forward to that, too. Um, we, we should probably update the Bears injury and COVID situation. It's, it's, it's kind of we're in this ugly area where – there's a serious thing going on that is that is sidelining certain bears. There's a serious thing going on that is the pandemic throughout the world. And it affects a game that nobody wants to see, but has to be played. And that goes for the next three games. We want to jump ahead to Black Monday. We want to get to that point where Matt Nagy gets fired. But 
I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen that Monday because who's going to do the firing? But for now, with the raging pandemic and the injury list in flux and people perhaps listening because they want to know which way to bet or what they want their fantasy teams to do, what do you have for us? Well, I can tell you that Andy Dalton is back from the the COVID-19 list, as is Mario Edwards. But my guy, Akeem Hicks, has gone on the COVID-19 list. So that's not a great situation. Not not COVID-related. Justin Fields did not practice yesterday or would not have practiced yesterday had the Bears had an actual practice. Uh, They just had a walkthrough yesterday. And it is his ankle that is is bothering him. Aside from COVID, and you talk about Black Monday too, Steve, the Bears after the Seattle game, by my math, have two games to go, right, for the rest of the season. And the NFL implemented the new rule where teams can, in the final two weeks of the year, start to talk to other staff members from other coaching staffs, coordinators, and the, and the like about interviewing for jobs. So while I still think that Matt Nagy, whatever happens with his job would happen after the next two games, if the Bears wanted to start being dramatic, if they wanted to start showing the fan base that they are doing business differently, then maybe action would take place after December 26th, and the Bears could then start the interviewing process early. So just something to keep in mind. I doubt that's going to happen, but the they are eligible. They are eligible. Or they would be to, to begin the process. They were eligible to fire Matt Nagy last January. <laughs> yeah. And they did yes. because they were going to collaborate. They were going to collaborate. And how'd that go? And you know what the thing, let's go back to that. Hold them to, I mean, terrible Ted, Phillips was back to, you know, was, was saying back then, did we, did we get the quarterback composition exactly right? No. No. But everything else is there. We have the best culture. And, you know, it just now, a year later, he couldn't look more stupid. Culture doesn't come before winning. Winning breeds culture. And they both demanded at that time progress. They're coming back, the Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy show, and George McCaskey and Ted Phillips demanded progress. Well, this is the opposite of that. This is a a devolution into embarrassment. This is one of the worst. This is trustman-like. This is awful. And you you have to wonder, you have to wonder, if Matt Nagy were to be fired, who would fire him? Yeah, because you're right. It it obviously it's if we do believe in collaboration and that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are kind of their own man, they're one person. It's not going to be Ryan Pace. And then if we believe Hub's report from earlier this year, which I do, that it was George McCaskey's voice who was loudest about putting Justin Fields in, we already know that there's a level of control that has been taken back by George McCaskey that had been given to Ryan Pace, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a fair question. That, absolutely. So I think it would I think 
I think it's important that all the decisions come from George McCaskey in the very top at this point. That, you know, that they are, owners aren't going anywhere. The owners are here to stay. So let them be the ones to make the decisions and do it differently than it has been done in past years. You know what I mean? Like the standard thing to do for most organizations when things go badly is to either typically fire the head coach or fire one of the big coordinators, whether offensive or defensive. And in this case, the Bears need to reshuffle, reorganize, um, replace. There needs to be more than one thing done in this offseason. And you need to send that message to your fan base more than anything. And I, I talked about this yesterday. The The Bears fans were great uh, on at Monday Night Football in terms of they were there, they were into the game, but it's nasty, man. Like, it, it, it is nastier than ever in terms of the things that are being chanted in the stands and um, the, the way the, the fans talk after a game, filing out of the game, uh, in the bathrooms, like, just, just the on social media. It's, it's everywhere, as angry as I've ever seen it. And some of it is a product of social media, too. Like, I hear and see more of the anger is available. But I do think it's louder than I've ever seen it. So the Bears fans are there. They haven't abandoned yet. But they're as angry and, and maybe as nervous and anxious as I've ever seen them. And a lot of it centers on... Most of it centers on the Bears having drafted yet another quarterback with big-time promise, and this one has to work. And and that that's what – and I'm speaking the way a fan – fans are insisting upon Justin Fields working. Even if we watch it and we know it hasn't been good, and you and I talked a lot about the turnovers and some of the poor decision-making by Justin Fields this year, and most fans are looking the other way, and they're saying, no, 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 no. You, this guy has to be good. You must make him good, even if they know that he's not good right now. So they're, the Bears are in a precarious situation in terms of the fan base right now, but they're there. They just need, a, they just need some strong, strong messaging from, from the top from the Bears. Well, the Bears coaches and the, the top of the organization got some strong messaging from Justin Fields. We're going to take a break. When we come back, let's discuss Justin Fields channeling his outer Mitch Trubisky and whether he's right, whether he's wrong, whether he should be listened to, or whether there's something else at play here. He's Mark mm. Grody. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We are in for Mully and Haw. It's Saturday Suckage on Friday, Ugly Hanukkah Sweater Day. And you wake in Bakers, you're already confused. Our text line says I just I just realized you're live. Why are you guys messing with us waking bakers? Well, cuz that's <laughs> that's what we do. 336 texter. It's a miracle. I hit the Odyssey app and I get suckage on Christmas Eve. This may go poorly for my kids and in-laws. Well, we suck so your oh. we suck so your Christmas doesn't have to. <laughs> uh, Mitch, uh, update from our boss Mitch Rosen. He says that your Christmas card is in the mail. Sure. There had been some confusion, so don't worry, um, Harry Hanukkah, Steve Rosenblum. Don't right. you worry. There we go. I'll put it under my Hanukkah bush. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll discuss Justin Fields and what he says and what he means and whether he should be listened to. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score.
This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Justin, when you guys go tempo, I understand that that the rhythm uh, is helpful to you. Can you isolate what about that works? Is it just going without thinking? Is it just the actual act of getting the ball, throwing the ball, doing it again real fast? What about the rhythm speaks to you? Uh, Just playing without thinking, Um, you know, with no motions. You don't see the defense moving. The defense is one, you know, one defense. You kind of know what kind of look you're going to get. And, you know, we practice those, you know, hurry up plays a lot. So um, a lot of people have, you know, mental reps. So everybody knows what to do on those certain plays. So it just allows us to play fast and, you know, play without thinking. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, right? Well, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Oh, yeah. More. On the fifth day of Christmas, my Our wonderful friends, the McKenzie brothers from up north. <laughs> They are singing their Christmas classic. We have other Christmas classics that we will bring you on this Christmas Eve. It is Saturday, Suckage on Friday, the Wake and Bake Club at 5 in the morning. For Mully and Haw, I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Welcome in. Welcome back. In the 6 o'clock hour, we will discuss Chicago's sports person and moment of the year. I do, I do think that Mark and I have a feel-good moment for Bears fans that you will enjoy that. And look who got a Hall of Fame vote. <laughs> it's a great thing. And uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, we will be doing what Mark heard. In between, we'll have Bruce Levine talking Carlos Correa and the Cubs at 7 o'clock, 7.40. Jay Hilgenberg will be here to talk about swinging offensive linemen. Now, though, Mark, you were there. Justin Fields was asked the question about going up-tempo. Did that sound like he was channeling his outer Mitch Trubisky? There is a common theme with <laughs> quarterbacks in, in since 2018 in the Matt Nagy system. They don't like Matt Nagy's system. So, so, <laughs> so what happens is this, is this exactly, because it was always a thing with Mitch Trubisky where it was, hey, let's get him out of the pocket a little bit. Let's let him do the things that he does well. Let's tell him that it's okay to run the football, that it's it's a good thing to do, and sometimes up-tempo is good. So Trubisky pulled that. Nick Foles wanted to go faster, must go faster, as Steve, as uh, Jeff Goldblum once said in Jurassic Park, must go <laughs> must faster. Must go faster. Must go faster. So it was the same thing, even with the wily veteran Nick Foles. Who knows what's been on Andy Dalton's mind? And now we come up to to Justin Fields, and I think they these quarterbacks all know that it's not realistic to go hurry up or no huddle for a lengthy period of time, but all of them are 
dying for it because they just want to break out of the norm of Matt Nagy's offense, which hasn't suited quarterbacks in this system. So it is unsurprising that Justin Fields would say that and want to do it. And Matt Nagy's response to that, by the way, was kind of like one of those Jim Henry responses. It was sort of a, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to do some more of that. <laughs> hey, what why did I think of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Matt Nagy's response was, yeah, we're going to do more of it. But, hey, look, the offense also worked when we did it my way as well at times. And he has still been insistent upon that. And that's just a running theme on, on the tenure of, of Matt Nagy this year or since 2018 that it just, the offense hasn't worked. It has not. And it won't work the way Justin Fields wants it to work. Because when he was talking about up-tempo and you saw that at the end – the, the Vikings were just hanging back. They weren't totally running off the field. They just weren't going to, you know, we're not trying real hard. We want time to run out. You guys can't do anything. And we just need to get out of here healthy. And here's what, here's where Justin Fields is, is wrong to, or where people who make such a big deal out of this. It's not that Matt Nagy is, is right. Matt Nagy is clearly inflexible. And he's the wrong coach. Again, as you pointed out, if we have a theme here, it's he's got this scheme he won't talk about. And no wonder I'd be embarrassed to talk about it, too, if it didn't work at, the, at, at this rate and one of the worst in the NFL. But if I have this right, when it mattered against the Vikings, the Bears drove to the 10-yard line, the 13, the 31, the 21, the 7, the 14, they started drives at Minnesota's 30 and 39, and they managed three points. That's zero touchdowns from the offensive genius. They were getting to a point where they could threaten. The biggest failure, Justin Fields, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, is in the red zone. They did yeah. go one for five, and when they got it right, it really didn't matter because the game was over and the Vikings were just trying to get out without injury. That is where you you get paid as an offensive genius, and that's why Matt Nagy will get fired and should be fired. But Justin Fields saying, I want to go up-tempo, I want to... Well, you didn't go up-tempo, and you had all those chances, and what did you do with them? That's what I come back to. You know, I... When I was working the sidelines for the Monday night game, I made it a point to go and talk to Lewis Riddick, who is one of the, the ah. Monday night football crew. Yeah, yep, I saw yep, Lewis yep. Riddick. He was by the big stage on the sideline that ESPN had had set up. I was like, he was standing there talking to one of his producers. I walk up to him. I introduce myself to him. And, you know, he's very open. And I was like, hey, you got a couple minutes? He's like, sure. And the, I said, I, I am curious as to your opinion on Justin Fields at this point. What, what do you want to see out of him for the rest of the year? And the biggest thing that he said to me was, he was like, I want to see Justin Fields do what he feels comfortable doing for the rest of this year. He told me, he made a big point of saying, I, I want to see him, when he wants to run, 
he should run. He should not feel like he has to stand there in the pocket right now. He's like, that will come. That will come. But essentially, he was like, it's okay right now for you to get the hell out of the pocket, to run, to use your athleticism, to do what you feel comfortable doing right now and not be essentially, he didn't use these exact words, but I inferred it as not be kind of a slave to the system at this point, to feel your freedom out there on the field. And if you want to run and take off, that's totally cool. So it's almost another form of what everybody, like the hurry up or getting outside, uh, bootlegs, whatever the case may be, you know, improvise a little bit. Use the gifts that God gave you for now. And then maybe when the reset occurs in, you know, training camp Lake Forest next year, next August, um, or July, that then we can get a little bit more pinpoint. But he was pretty steadfast on, hey man, do do you for right now, and not let's not be like stricken to something, you know, that that is not realistic right now. That sounded like Lewis Riddick was interviewing for the Bears job, <laughs> one of the Bears jobs, whatever the Bears job is going to be, and good for him. Well, the, the it, should be clear, is, it should be pointed out, though, Steve, really quickly. Yeah. Lewis Riddick is close with Matt Nagy. Like, the, he is friends with him, and he respects him and wants what's best for Matt Nagy. And, and, but, but he does realize that Justin Fields needs bigger support, whether that comes from coaching or player personnel or the players around him. I mean, it's, it's obvious, and there's, no, there's just no dodging that, even if you're friends with him. Lewis Riddick's thoughts are not unlike a lot of people's thoughts, and it gets back to what we've talked about a lot on this show. That Matt Nagy can't coach the players in front of him, and especially the quarterback, and cannot coach the team in front of him, can't coach the game in front of him. Whether you want to say he's stubborn because he believes in his system, and we saw that stubbornness when even when Mitch Trubisky was doing well, when Bill Lazor was calling plays, they did it against – he did it against lousy defenses. Minnesota was a lousy enough defense. The Bears could have done something had they been – had they done anything in the red zone. But Mitch Trubisky was much more productive, and he was doing a lot of the Mitch Trubisky things, the things he wanted to do that you're talking about, whether it's boots, rollouts, cut the field in half – the things he was comfortable with, like Lewis Riddick said about Justin Fields. But ultimately, the system, Matt Nagy's system, forced Bill Lazor to put Mitch Trubisky in the pocket, and we saw what happened. Interceptions in the end zone happened. I don't think it's it, – it, part of it's being a rookie, but, but Justin Fields is a, is a turnover ATM. He leads the league in fumbles – and he's up there with 10 interceptions. He got 12 fumbles, 10 interceptions. That's it, it's to a game. He's given the ball away on a regular basis. And part a lot of that is his own fault. He's got to hold on. He's got ball security problems and he did that was part of the scouting report coming out. But another part of it was the way the Bears are making him play are it it does not put him in a position to succeed. And that's what Lewis Riddick was saying. That's what you inf- you inferred from him, right? Yeah, that that is what I inferred. And uh, it it 
eventually I think Justin Fields will be a good pocket passer. That that is something that could definitely be coached. You can you can coach pocket awareness and pocket presence and all of that as to avoid turnovers. Those things can be coached. It's just not right now. And it and it is funny that that they always talk about we're going to do what's you know what's best for our team to get wins and and that was why they started Andy Dalton this year. So when Justin Fields come in and they're not putting him in the right position to win, that is that is wholly ironic. One one text I wanted to read here, Steve from the 708. It says, "Hey boys, I gave up on anger eight weeks ago. <laughs> I am completely apathetic now, uh, which is probably worse that I just don't care." And laugh at this point. You know, there, there. Ha- I, I got to be honest with you, Steve, and you tell me what you have sensed. I have not sensed as much apathy this year as I have sensed anger in past years. Like maybe even the last couple of years, or last year, probably. Moreover, there, there's apathy starts to set in as the season goes down the tubes, or maybe even the previous year. This year, though, and it's because of Justin Fields. It's not. I, Bears fans care. But it is it is as angry as I've ever heard it. I, like I said, I was impressed with the attendance on Monday Night Football. But be, again, being on the sidelines and hearing what the fans were talking about, hearing what the fans were chanting before, during, after the game, it's it's as angry and caustic as I've heard it in a long time. I believe when I looked at the uh, holiday schedule for the Vatican and St. Paul's Basilica after the Pope's address. There will be the beginning of the chant in the in in the Basilica of Fire Negi. So I think that it's <laughs> now reaching. You know what? I, I understand. I think there's far more anger because yeah. you look at Ted, terrible Ted, and your your garden variety McCaskey as being so inept and inert from what happened. Be going back to last January and sound and looking even dumber now. But the fact that Everything is still in place. I Stevie Sunshine is going to try to put a a happy spin on this. Oh, try to give you a positive outlook on this. I'm not saying it's true. I have no facts to back this up, but it's and it's not even a conspiracy. Even though we love to conspire on the show, let me let's take a break. When we come back, I will try to make a an optimistic path to success. For Bears fans who are feeling far more anger and even some apathy, we'll try to make this come out happily. Why it's why it's going this way and why that's a good thing. How about that? That sounds one. Hey, I am always up for Stevie Sunshine beaming on all of us on Christmas Eve. There we go. That's why we're here. We suck, so your Christmas Day doesn't have to. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde. We're in for Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Santa used to like to chuckle. He's always been the belly for a laugh. Sitting in a Santa Claus chair, posing for the photographs. But now he don't laugh so much. In fact, about one third less. Old St. Nick got a problem. Man, he's in an awful mess. Cause he used to go ho, ho, ho. Now he's only going ho, ho. Uh oh. Where'd the other ho go? I don't know. But Santa's feeling mighty low. He used to do hidey ho. Now he's only doing hidey. Uh oh. Where'd the other ho go? I don't know. 
Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Saturday Suckage on Friday. The Wake and Bake Club is meeting at a most unusual time. That's what we do. We throw the Wake and Bakers off by showing up in Molly and Hawes slot, and that's where we are now. And Santa lost a hoe, one of our Christmas favorites. So I have I have a potential Christmas present for Bears fans, Mark, for angry Bears fans, for apathetic Bears fans. If if it was pretty clear, to me it was anyways, that the report that Nagy would be fired after Thanksgiving because the Bears had just bottomed out, and then the Bears changed their mind because word got out and George McCaskey did sort of his lame thing speaking to the team, and they needed right down to the last second to beat a winless football team. So Matt Nagy keeps his job. Nothing else is said. Ryan Pace is still hiding. Nagy just says reports are inaccurate, all that kind of stuff. And things don't change, at, except the anger. The bile grows. The frustration grows. Nobody is addressing the Bears fans. They're playing them for stupid. Here is the positive spin I have, that it's not just Nagy. They're going all the way up. Maybe even a new random McCaskey. Maybe Virginia's going to get a new son. Because there's no sense firing Nagy and who's going to do it if you're going to fire Pace and if you're going to move Ted, terrible Ted, to Arlington Heights and tell him to stay there and and figure out where the rebar goes. And one of the things that should make Bears fans happy in this silence, in this the arrogance of ignorance that we see in Hallis Hall is this. The report that the Bears that the Bears talked to Jed Hoyer about the Cubs hierarchy. That it wasn't they were looking at business as unusual for the Bears. And what the Cubs did, Theo Epstein came in and said, you know that Crane Kenny guy? Get him out of here. Tom, I report to you or I report to no one. And the fact that nothing has happened, nobody said a thing, but we know that Jed Hoyer, was his input was sought, is the optimism I have that this is a major makeover in progress and it and inter- the ability to interview a coach on Boxing Day or on, you know, with the last two weeks of a season doesn't matter nearly as much when you're changing all the furniture. So that's my thought. And it's not uh, – th- the Bears should not look at that as a bad thing either, that they have had one business model for a long time, which at times it works splendidly – in the 1980s and sporadically since then where you've had spasms of goodness Mm -hmm. you've had spasms of near greatness as in getting to an nfc title game winning one nfc title game getting to a super bowl but it's and and i'll go back to a word that was reintroduced to chicago too when jed hoyer and theo epstein did come to chicago back in 2011 or 2012 and that was 
the idea of sustained success, and that is simply what the Bears have not had. They have not put themselves in position to get to a Super Bowl enough since the 1980s, and that's why that reference still exists to this day. I don't want to have to keep referencing the 1980s and the 1985 Super Bowl. Well, actually, I do like to reference that constantly, but you know what I mean. Like, the the business model <laughs> is broken, and there needs to be a new way of doing business. And not and again, like I said earlier, to show the fans, yeah, you got to show the, the angry fans for sure, and those who may be apathetic right now as well, but you got to do it for your own organization, too and to catch up with the league and to um, to win big, and especially if you are serious about Arlington Heights, which the Bears obviously are, you you want to, I mean, that could be a goal. You know, like that that should be the, the rebuild of a franchise, should have a goal for five years when it is in Arlington Heights and have a different way of doing business, one that allows for, more success every year and even if you have to do something a little bit outside of the box i think it's it's important and i think the bears know that at this point i think could theo epstein run this football team man i mean i thought about that before i don't think he could and the only reason that i wouldn't want him like theoretically that guy i understand like the the person who is just good at organizing and structuring um, an organization, you know, like you said, with Theo Epstein coming in and saying, here, you do this, I'll do this. You, he'd be good at that. The problem is, is that in Theo Epstein's case, I think Theo would have to have to really know football and know scouting in football. That's one thing about Theo Epstein. He, he understood scouting in baseball. Mm-hmm. He understood evaluation of individual players and things like that. I don't know that he would be up enough on that. Now, I understand he could probably figure out the hack in the system, and he could probably do some things with numbers and not even look at faces and not have to scout, but I wouldn't want that lack of a skill coming into the organization. You know what I mean? Because then Theo Epstein is just a businessman, and one of his superpowers is the ability to evaluate talent. And an excellent point. So what about Bill Polian as your your godfather of the football operation? And, Ted, you go to Arlington Heights, and, and don't call us, we'll call you. How old is Bill Polian? Seriously. I, I don't like, know it, that it... I don't know that it matters. I, I okay. don't, I, I'm wondering if it matters. I don't know what he knows. I don't know how it, the, the age is a good point. It, it less for what he knows than for the energy he might have. Cause I think the, the thing he would bring or a Polian like figure that would bring to Hallis hall that does not exist now as an intimate institutional knowledge of the NFL, the Bears clearly don't have that. The McCaskies do not have that. Ted Phillips does not have that, and that's what's needed. Because, as you say, if, if, in comparing Theo, when he came in, he knew baseball, he knew players, he knew numbers, he knew analytics, he knew how to balance them, he knew what he was looking for, he knew how to set up an organization. Napoleon does the same thing. Yeah. With a knowledge of football players, how they look, how they act, football coaches, and other procedures. And the ability, as Olin Krutz often says on these airwaves, somebody at House, <clears throat> sorry, somebody at House Hall needs to be able to walk into Matt Nagy's office on a Monday after a game and say, 
why did you run this play? Why crack toss right here when this clear, when X was clearly working? Somebody with that intimate football knowledge, being able to read a play as well as read players and scout, and that's what Bill Polian or a Polian-like figure would bring to Hallis Hall with no interference from terrible Ted Phillips. I like the idea of having somebody who has been hyper successful at it. At this point, the Bears are not in a position to take a risk if they are going to make these massive changes. When I say take a risk, I mean you can't like like the Theo Epstein thing, like we were talking about. Like that would be risky. Like it it's fun to think about, and we know what he's capable of as far as his brain is concerned, and you know how wise Theo Epstein is, but. So that so that's why I like that Bill Polian type of guy. Um, you know, I don't know what Bill Parcells is doing these days. I don't know if he's the type of personality that they would want. You know what I mean? Like like obviously yeah. Bill Parcells knows everything and like you hear him talk about football and it is a master's class. It's the 200 level courses that Mitch Trubisky never passed. You know what I mean? Like it, he he taught those classes. So like Bill Parcells would be great. It's just that he may hog up too much of the power. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if he would play ball with the rest of the organization, but I think that's part of it. You want to hand this thing over to somebody who is not afraid to make those decisions and knows scouting and knows football and, as you said, can go talk to, to Matt Nagy. And that brings up the idea of, of Trace Armstrong. Now, Trace Armstrong, the thing that makes me nervous about him is that his experience at this point is, is to be an agent, which helps in knowing the business, and he knows the players, and, he, and obviously he could probably do some evaluating, but I don't think he has a deep scouting mind at this point and for me that's part of it and that's why you know the bill polian thing is good because he does have the scouting background and i I just want a guy who has the ability like he could do anything at the in the organization like the top guy he could be your head coach he could be the 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 scout he could be the head of pro player you know pro player personnel or college scouting like he could do it all um but he, but he has to have total command of the organization. Well, we will get back to this later on in the show. Uh, for now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, um, we will, I guess it will be a fait accompli that next year's sports moment of a Chicago sports moment of the year will be when Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are fired, but for the year just almost completed. What is it? What's the sports moment of the year? What is, who is, the sports person of the year? We'll take a break, and Mark and I will discuss it. Rosenblum and Grody, Saturday Suckage on Friday, in for Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.